Brad, how are you doing this afternoon? Doing well, guys. How are we doing there? We are doing fantastic. We're getting ready for uh, another big night of Tiger Talk with you guys over on the Auburn Sports Network. And wanted to uh, bring you on today and kind of preview that and, of course, uh, get your take on some Auburn football. So, you know, a disappointing day at Jordan-Hare Stadium last Saturday. What what was your thoughts from the booth uh, yes, uh, last Saturday? Uh, more surprised than anything. I... Uh... Uh, you know, Auburn had outscored its first two opponents, I think, 24 to nothing in the first and third quarters. So for Penn State to score seven in the first, uh, all right, well, credit to them. They they answered after Auburn got a field goal. Um, but for them to come out and win the third quarter the way that they did was a surprise. Like, it was more surprising than frustrating or, or any of those other emotions. I expected Auburn to come out and line up and uh, go toe-to-toe with Penn State. Um, so I, I was surprised, like you know, like a lot of people uh, outside of the state of Pennsylvania were surprised at how Saturday's game played out. And then you look at, you know, since the week has progressed, you've got the news that T.J. Finley's not going to be able to play this week. Zach Calzada is going to be out. That broke a little bit a while ago. What are your thoughts on Robbie Ashford getting his first collegiate start uh, on Saturday coming up against the Missouri Tigers? Well, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it's, you know, we talked about Robbie and what he was for this offense when when TJ was healthy, and that was an accent piece. And through the first two weeks, a really viable, productive accent piece. Um, I think Auburn has had 21 plays of 20 yards or more this year uh, that, were not, uh, that, that were not kickoff returns. And Robbie's been involved in, I think, half of them. Um, He's been involved in the in the two longest plays of the year offensively for Auburn. Um, but in the second half, Penn State was able to uh, key on what, what he and the offense were trying to do, and he wasn't able to have the same kind of sustained success. So I, it's, it's a challenge for sure. Um, it's an SEC opponent, an SEC defense. Um, it's, a, it's a tall task. For a guy who didn't have any college playing experience before this year, um, now the news about TJ uh, coming earlier in the week perhaps allows them to. Well, obviously, it allows Robbie to get more first team reps in practice, and it allows the preparation to be different. Preparation to be the number one quarterback is different than preparation to to be an accent piece or, or to get certain packages of reps. And so hopefully that has helped as they get ready for uh, for Missouri on Saturday. And, and it's not a bad thing to say it's a challenge. I, I think Robbie would tell you that, that it's a challenge. But, you know, when you're a competitor at this level, you embrace those challenges. Uh, Brad, speaking of guys who haven't gotten any college experience to this point, Holden Gurner is a name that is getting brought up a lot more as – one of two scholarship quarterbacks that are going to be available for this game. Uh, for people who don't know, uh, tell us a little bit about him and, and his play style, and do you expect to see him at all on Saturday? I wouldn't be surprised if we see him. I, I, you know, We may know more after tonight's show about expectations, but it wouldn't surprise me, um, in particular because, gosh, Robbie, you guys have seen it. Robbie goes so hard on every play. It's hard for me because of his play style for me to imagine that there's not a point in the game that that he needs a play here and there off. And so uh, maybe that's where we see Holden. This was a quarterback that the staff really liked from an early point. Um, 
six two six three. They love the the deep ball that he throws. They like his accuracy. I think he was a, a three star in some places, a four star in some others, coming out of high school. Uh, but they like his savvy, and they like the way he throws the ball. Now, withholding like any anything else, you know, like we talk about Robbie not having game experience. Well, Holden doesn't have game experience either, and he's a true freshman. So there's a natural learning curve there. Missouri will try to exploit that with what they do defensively. I wouldn't be surprised with both of these quarterbacks uh, for Missouri to do some things it hasn't done this year. I would expect Missouri to blitz more, to try to throw a lot more junk at these two quarterbacks uh, Saturday if, if we do see both. And Brad, you know, you, you talked a little bit earlier about how Saturday it was it was very much a shock at what happened in Jordan Hare Stadium. Part of that was, you know, Penn State's offense looked so prolific. What what are your thoughts on what Auburn's defense needs to do to get right the ship a little bit and get ready for this Missouri team? And then obviously going forward, you've got LSU and Georgia on the horizon. Uh, don't play Nicholas Singleton anymore this year. <laughs> uh, would be a would be a really good start. And I say that without being flippant about. The, the effort. I mean, you give up 41 points, you're not going to win games. It's just not going to happen. So um, you, you got to be better and better at the point of attack, better with angles. I mean, Singleton's big plays uh, came on runs where he got to the outside. I thought that uh, Jason Jones and Marcus Harris and those guys plugged the middle pretty well. The linebacker play between the hat, you know, in the in the tackle box, I thought was solid. It was when he was able to break the contain and get to the outside, he used his speed. Um, on his two biggest explosive plays that one was a touchdown and another led to a touchdown. Um, and this is the number one recruit coming out of high school last year. Not the number one running back in Pennsylvania. The number one recruit in the country. And he showed it. He showed it the last two weeks against Auburn and, and then the week before that against Ohio. I think he has five runs or six runs now, 40 or more yards on the year. So he's very, very good but I think what Auburn saw on film this week is, is you got to work on your angles. you got to work on your pursuit. If guys get outside, if you pinch down and plug the inside and a guy's able to bounce to the outside, you've got to then react to that and, and tackle on the perimeter. And Brad, I, I know we've you know we've still got over half of a football season to go here. Still a lot of football to be played. But earlier this week, we got a glimpse of the 2023 schedule got released, and you know some some highlights. You've got a couple road games of places at Auburn, not one not used to playing or two has never played. You got that Cal game early in the season. Mm-hmm. You've got Vanderbilt going up to Nashville late in the season, and then another. You know, I, I was just looking at the schedule. It just seems that that Georgia game just keeps creeping earlier and earlier into the season. What are your thoughts on? Uh, I know it's too far away but that that early uh look at the 2023 schedule uh i don't want to be in charge of the travel budget next year um <laughs> uh, i know that that our general manager ben harling who, who handles all of our travel this is the easy year for him because the road games we don't go beyond one state border for our for our road games this year next year you're going to berkeley california college station texas fayetteville arkansas baton rouge louisiana and nashville and so Nashville's the short one next year. Uh, that's the immediate thought. And, you know, so much between now and then for, for the actual teams and the games. But yeah, my immediate thought is you're going to put a whole lot more miles next year on the travel budget than, uh, than you do this year. Are you excited about getting a chance to make that trip out to Cal? Yeah, I hope I'm still working here next year. That's, uh, you know, good Lord willing and the creek don't rise. Yes, absolutely. That would be phenomenal. 
And we go there in baseball. It'll be two trips to California in one calendar year because uh, I think we go there in baseball in February. So. Uh- well, I was, I was going to, that's a great segue there. You, you read my mind because we mm-hmm. got to hear in media, fall practice for baseball gets started today. And yeah. Butch Thompson, we got to hear from him a little bit. He's really excited, especially about that catcher position in the outfield. I was I was going to ask, do you have any plans to get over to Plainson Park here and, uh, soon to see the team uh, kind of work out a little bit? Yeah, we'll try to. I'm, I'm interested to see who's going to pitch and, and, you know, who takes a, a step forward from the mound this year. Um, so many pitchers are gone off of last year's team. Tommy Sheehan really came on strong at the end of last year. It was a pivotal piece out of the bullpen for that long run to the College World Series. So, you know, does he get elevated into a starting role? Is he ready to anchor uh, from the mound? Joseph Gonzalez, ready to, to see him elevate to another level? And, you know, goodness, the, the, the ceiling on him, you can't, you barely even see it from here. Um, he's just dynamite. So, uh, and then what other pieces have they added? I, yes, that's the long way to say Yes, we'll get over there. We'll check out what they're doing at some point, and and we'll look forward to to that. And we'll look forward to crowds at Plainsman Park here in a few months that are sellout crowds. And, again, the enthusiasm around that program continues to skyrocket, and rightfully so. Well, something that's a lot more closer to us is Tiger Talk tonight. Brad over on our sister mm-hmm. station, FM Talk 93.9. Give us a preview of what's coming up on the show. I know we got Coach Brian Harson as we do every single week, but what else you got for us? Yep, Nick Kleiner, the number one ranked men's golf team, will uh, help us get started tonight out at Baumhauer's. And then we will talk to Anders Carlson, who's been nominated for the AFCA Good Works team, a guy with two degrees from Auburn and uh, number two all-time in scoring behind his brother Daniel. And uh, he said earlier this week he doesn't care about those records. He's just trying to be there for the next field goal, the next extra point. That's what makes him so successful. Terrific personality. And so we're looking forward to having all three guests on the show tonight. If I have time, can I say one of the things we'll talk about, too, tonight that shouldn't be lost, and it doesn't make up for the fact that Auburn lost the Penn State game, but if there's a narrative out there that says the offense just isn't working, like, at all, Auburn had its most first downs, most number of plays, uh, and, you know, had over 400 yards of total offense and very nearly split the time of possession. Really, it comes down to if this offense, regardless of the one person or two people playing the quarterback position, if this offense can fix the turnover issue and then get back to what it did the first two games, which was cash in when you get into the red zone, something it did at a 100% clip in the first two games, they're going to be fine. That's a big if. But it's not like this thing doesn't have any wheels. The, the, you just got a little tweak here and there keep holding on to the football and uh, and this offense will find the end zone again regularly so we got tiger talk coming up tonight brad and i'll tell you what it's going to be an early start for you guys with the tiger tailgate show on saturday but i don't know how you're going to top last week and i was looking at the show lineup you had carlos dansby charles barkley west byram yeah. ben obamanu td moultrie what what are you guys how are you going to top that this week a little different feel so we're, we're a little earlier in the day so it's going to have a little softer touch to it this week because it's an earlier start it's homecoming, so we're going to have the homecoming court. That's a homecoming tradition on the Tiger Tailgate Show. We'll introduce the Auburn family to the five young ladies who are up for this homecoming. Uh, we will talk with Quentin Riggins on the show. Drew Fabianich, who is Auburn's GM and director of uh, uh, recruiting and player, person- or, uh, player scouting and personnel, he will be on the show with us live at 9 o'clock on Saturday. And then we're also going to have uh, Kylie Carter, 
and Loretta Freeman, who is uh, was the SEC Women's Basketball Player of the Year in 1993. Auburn celebrating 60 years of Title IX, so we're going to have just a couple. Auburn has so many tremendous women's athletes in its in its history, recent and past. Uh, and so, in Kylie and Loretta, uh, we have representatives of the very recent Auburn athletics history, and we'll go back a couple of decades with Loretta and and talk about her career. So we're excited about that guest list on Saturday. Now, who's in charge of bringing the donuts? Is it you or is it Andy on Saturday? I think it's you. We're going to be looking for you up there around uh, 755. If you could get there then with a couple of boxes, we would... We, you know, we'll be happy to see you. I'll, I'll see what I can do. That's this week's kind of in between paychecks, so it may be a you may yeah. get the discounted ones. Listen, anybody listening, and I've I've wanted this for six years since I came back. I've wanted somebody to bring donuts up to the stage before one of these morning games for six years, and it hasn't happened yet. So I'll just be shameless about it. Anybody listening want to bring donuts up to the stage about seven fifty five? We will greatly appreciate it. Call to action for the Auburn family. Get Brad yeah. Law and Andy Bertram some donuts on Saturday. There you go. That's right. And everybody else, listen, now, those guys, those former players will mow through some donuts. You think Sam White, Jason Campbell, and Ronnie Brown will take down some donuts? Uh, listen, hey. you, you got to fight for them. Yeah, well, that's right. We just got to bring enough. That's all. <laughs> Follow them on Twitter at AUBradLaw. As always, Brad, thanks so much for the time. We'll talk to you again soon. You got it. Thank you, guys.